This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 182, Becoming a More Mindful Investor with Steve Rosenberg. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is not your average financial podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode. I'm your host, Mark Willis, Certified Financial Planner and your guide to the not-so-average financial revolution. Got some really cool content today, but I want to start with a question, and I want you to really raise your hand up high. I know I can't see it from way over here, but I want you to feel like I can when you raise that hand up if this question applies to you. The question is, are you a goal geek? That's right. Do you love writing down your goals for the quarter or for the year, let's say, uh, and tracking those goals, seeing your progress. If that's your thing, if that's your jam, I don't care if you're on a subway, I don't care if you're driving down the highway in your car or doing dishes at home, raise that soapy hand up high, I wanna see it. Uh, so uh, I am, I'll go ahead and raise my hand up too. I'm a goal geek, that's for sure. I have a full focus planner from Michael Hyatt. Um, shout out to Mr. Michael Hyatt and team for their great work on, on their full focus planner. Uh, it's a physical journal that I really love writing in every day. But on the cover of every full focus planner is the is the quote, a goal is not about what you accomplish, it's about who you become. And that was a major light bulb moment I had when I spoke with today's guest, Steve Rosenberg. He says the same thing. A goal is not about what you accomplish, it's about who you become. Now, who is this incredible guy this debonair, this James Bond of real estate investing. I want to introduce him to you now. Steve Rosenberg is the Vice President of Education for Mind, where he educates investors about the benefits of small residential investing. Rosenberg is a member of both the Houston and Fort Worth Mid-Cities chapters of NARPM and is a licensed Texas real estate agent. Rosenberg is an international commercial airline pilot who turned real estate investor after the attacks of September 11th, 2001, changed his life. Rosenberg has fixed and flipped hundreds of properties in the Houston metro area before co-owning the leading residential property management firm in Houston and DFW. Throughout his 15-year career in real estate, Rosenberg has hosted several radio talk shows. He's appeared on a number of real estate investing podcasts, webinars, and masterminds. And he's about to do one more with you today. So take it away, Steve. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, you've got a cool story and I want to get into it and how it relates to our audience and all the good work that you do now today. But first, take us way back to the beginning of Steve Rosenberg. You know, tell me what dinner was like at your house as a kid growing up. Well, that's a good question. Uh, so I was born and raised in Los Angeles and had uh, four brothers, two sisters. So there was a lot of us, which meant that my parents had to work a lot. Uh, so dinner was normally us cooking for each other. Uh, everybody had a task. Everybody had a duty. Uh, my dad was one of those uh, mindsets that he worked and worked and worked. And some days he would come home with a hundred hour work week uh, under his belt. 
Wow. So our, our, yeah, our, our dinners were, were very much, we had to be self-sufficient. We had to figure stuff out on our own. Um, at the time we used to have a, we used to have a thing called each man for himself night, which meant that basically you had to figure out what you were going to make, what you were going to eat on your own. Or my mom would make something in like a huge, huge pot or roast to feed all of us. Uh, all of us were pretty big kids and we basically would use that for a good couple of days for lunches, you know, to take to, to school and everything. So not 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 many uh family sit down conversations it was more of a get it done move on and keep it moving because there were right. so many people in the house so it was it was interesting that's a good question never been asked that before <laughs> well you gotta you gotta have uh that same spirit as you take it into your adulthood and you have done quite a bit for yourself so tell us a bit about who you are today uh and what you've been able to put together uh as, as far as your professional life at this time Sure. Uh, so if you were to say professional career, uh, I am an airline pilot. So I fly for a major U.S. airline. And I've been doing that for 20, almost 23 years uh, with, with the current company that I'm with. And I, I went through a, a, a rut, we'll say, or, or, a, or a dynamic paradigm shift at some point. And that was 9-11 for me that I had to audibleize and shift because the safe, secure job that I thought I had, that I always wanted as an airline pilot, almost ceased to exist the days following 9-11. And so that, that kind of got me into realizing that I needed to take accountability of my life and I need to take ownership for the, either the success or the failure. And that led me down the, the path of real estate, uh, started owning properties, started buying properties, did everything you could imagine, flipped, wholesaled probably did about 80% of those things wrong and lost a lot of money and got ripped off and all those things. But I learned a lot of valuable lessons that that segued into me and my business partner, uh, creating a management company. We managed about a thousand properties in Houston, Texas, that turned into us growing that and eventually selling it. And we exited, we sold our business exited. Uh, I'm now with a, the current company, mind property management. I'm their vice president of investor education. Uh, so I do a lot of speaking around the country, around the world when it, when it opens up. Um, but but I'm, I'm kind of an expert on the subject matter of mindset and real estate investing, mostly because I've done it. And I also have a career as well that, that flies around the world pretty much. So i, I man of many talents, I guess you could yeah. say. You said you fly the 787 and you're doing international trips even now, uh, even, as a, even as we're going through the coronavirus uh, scare. I heard the other day that uh, as of recent data, 600,000 daily flights, uh, ticket passengers, I guess, out of this country. Last year, same time, like on this date, was uh, 2.5 million daily trips, I guess, taken on flights. Uh, is that about right? I mean, are you seeing a bunch of empty seats as you're flying around the world? Uh, we're seeing a bunch of empty seats, but we're also just seeing a lot of planes on the ground. So there's a lot of aircraft that are just not flying. They're parking them, which would seem, you know, it's almost counterintuitive because in the airline industry, if those planes are not in the air with engines turning, they're losing money. So the fact that these planes have been sitting stagnant, um, and, and what people don't realize is these planes, the majority of planes for most airlines are leased. They're not owned. So there's a leasing company that owns these planes that are not getting their money, which means the banks are not getting their money. And there's a huge trickle down effect that many people don't really think about because you just think, Oh, the planes are just not flying. They're not, they're not losing money, but they're not making money. Those payments are still due to the leasing company and they still have to be paid. So I had heard at one point, uh, the company that I was working for when the planes were parked, 
they were losing a hundred million a day in revenue. So just oh. to put your head, to wrap your head around that, that that's how much revenue was not being produced when the, everything was shut down. So it's pretty, it, the, the numbers can be mind boggling to think about how much is affecting the economy at many, many levels. Every day that's shut down, that's just more uh, pain inflicted on the economy. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Well, you've got an insider's view, not just on uh, uh, the airline industry, you're not just flying above it all, uh, above all the real estate, but you're actually in the real estate too. So I tell am. us why is real estate a good um, side hustle or full-time hustle uh, for you? You've got a full-time career, I assume, a pension yeah. and whatever else they offer. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to take on this extra um, gig, which became a real thing, a real income generator for you uh, outside of your day job, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the reason I got into real estate is it's one of those scenarios when you touch the hot stove, you don't want to touch it again. Yeah. And 9-11 was my hot stove. And I realized that, again, the, the safe, secure job that I thought that I had basically came punching me like in the face like a, like a, like a, um, like a bowling ball, basically, to the realization that I really am a cog in a wheel. I have no control over my destiny. If the company is in bad financial straits, they will do whatever they have to do to protect the shareholders, which I totally understand and I get. But if I expect something different, that's my fault. And that's, that, that's on me for not being responsible for my own destiny and my own future. So the reason I got into real estate is I wanted to be able to have control over my own life and my own future. And, you know, now, which, you know, a lot of things they say come full circle, 20 years later, give or take, after 9-11, we're, we're sitting here on the precipice of another down cycle. And I have a lot of airline people coming up to me saying, hey, is that what you went through? And I tell them, yes. However, there's, there's a couple changes. The, the one change is, is that in the last 20 years, I have been taking a lot of focused and intentional action to not be in the same position again. And because of that, I am in a much different mental state, physical state, financial state, because of the actions that I've taken. And I know many other people that were in the same boat as me back on 2001, they didn't take any action. And now we're in 2020 and they're saying, man, I hope, I hope this doesn't happen again. And I'm thinking in my mind, you had your choice. You chose not to do something. Right. And so that, that to me is a very telling sign of someone when they do it twice. What happens once, shame on you. Happens twice, you know, shame on me, basically. Right. Well, so what do you find real estate offers that a steady, quote unquote, steady job in the airlines did not offer? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So for me, what real estate gives me is, is the, the thing about real estate is you can make money so many different ways, right? You can make money off of the cash flow, meaning the difference between the, the debt servicing to what you're renting it for. So that's one way. Then you can make money on equity capture when you purchase the property. You can make money on the depreciation of the asset. You can make money on the appreciation of the asset. So there's, there's many different ways. You can make money on the debt pay down of the tenant paying the, the, the mortgage down. I can take that money tax-free and I can buy another piece of real estate or tax deferred. Um, so there's so many different things that you can do with real estate. If I don't want to be the hands-on swing a hammer kind of person, which I'm not, I can partner with someone, use my expertise, and they do the work. 
I can go into a, I'm in a mobile home park fund that we own $20 million worth of mobile home parks. So the, the, the sky is the limit. And that's the great thing about real estate. There's no rules. However, I would say that's also the bad thing about real estate is there's no rules. There's no one there to tell you whether you're doing something right or doing something wrong. And, and I was one of those people that caught, caught up in doing things wrong because nobody was there to teach me and show me the right way to do it. So as entrepreneurs, we want to do things and we want to take action, right? We want to be the people that jump out and get it done. And I was, I was a prime example of that. The problem is, is I was getting things done in the wrong direction, going the wrong way, further away from my goal. And nobody ever asked me, what are you doing? Uh, luckily, I was able to make that U-turn and start going in the right direction after, you know, a lot of sleepless nights, purchasing a lot of bad pieces of real estate. But the great thing about all this is I took those, I used them as lessons and I was able to build a very successful company and sell it for a lot of money because of the lessons I learned. And if I didn't learn those lessons and make those mistakes, I probably would never have built the company that I did. So it, it was, it was, it was a, it's, a, it's a bittersweet, I think you would say. So the fact that you can do all that while I'm still having a career, I get a lot of people that will tell me, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I explain to them and they say, well, I could never do that. And I say, no, you can you choose not to. There's a difference. Don't say you can't. Don't, you know, to me, I just, I have a hard time accepting that because I've done that and I live it every single day. And every morning we wake up, we have a choice and we have that choice that we want to make and how we want to our day to function. The great thing about yesterday is we never have it back. And so if you had a horrible day yesterday, you don't have to relive yesterday. You can make a choice to have a great day today, depending on what you say to yourself and, and all that kind of stuff. So Real estate, I think, gives you that ability to have that reset, and there's no judgment, I think. is that That's what I like about it. That's smart. Well, the, the mindset of a real estate investor, I think you've, you've honed your uh, concept of that. You've thought yeah. about that quite a bit. I'm yes. curious, what, what are the hidden pitfalls with real estate investing that prevents people from succeeding in your experience? Yeah, you know, a lot of us think it's the actual tactic of buying the actual property itself is where we fail. And I, I have learned in my opinion, and I've written courses on this, is that it's actually way before that. And where people fail the most is they don't know what their goal is and why they're getting into real estate in the first place. They think a house is a house is a house. Well, to me, a house is four walls and a roof. I know many, many people that buy great deals and run them into the ground. I know many people that buy horrible deals and they become very successful. So you got to ask yourself, what is the difference and what causes some people to be successful and some people to not be, even with the same exact property? And to me, it's the people that are very focused and know where they're going. So many of us, we get involved in real estate because of what we don't want. We say, I don't want a job. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want someone controlling my money. But they never go towards what they want. They're only focused on what they don't want. So it's kind of the going away from pain, not going towards pleasure. And if I ask them, why are you doing this? Many times people will tell me all the reasons they're not in whatever they're in but they won't actually tell me why they're doing real estate and yeah. what they want as a result of it. And so I, I, I caution people that when they get involved in real estate, they really need to think about the fact 
that they have to really focus on where they're going and where their end goal is and where their destination is. And I think that is the biggest mistake that most people make when it comes to getting involved in real estate is they just, they, they think being busy is where it's at. And that to me is like saying, I'm going to get on the freeway and drive. And I'm going to say, well, eventually you're going to run out of gas or your car is going to break down because if you don't know where you're going and you're just driving, how do you even know if you're getting closer or further away from your destination? So going back to your question, the biggest mistake people make is they don't create their end final destination mm. and they do not include their spouses, their loved ones, significant others, or children in the journey. They get in the car and they start driving and the, the wife and kids are still standing at the front porch going, hello, what about me? And you're going, I'll be back. I got to go do a bunch of work. I'll be back in a little bit to come get you. And you never come back and you never bring them into the conversation as far as inclusive of letting them know. And that, that goes back to communication, which is something that I think is lacking as well. So wow. it's the, it's the back end part that people don't think about that actually is what will make you successful or not, in my opinion. So, so helpful there, Steve, you're right. There's a massive, uh, flurry of activity that you can quickly be wrapped up in. You know, when you're an employee and you have the employee mindset, you're basically just there to show up and do something for somebody else's why. Yes. You know, start with why. We've all, maybe we've heard of that book or read that book. We're working for someone else's vision of the future when we have the employee mindset. When we have the entrepreneurial mindset, we're working for our own why if we know what it is. But yes. I would agree with you. I think Two-thirds of entrepreneurs, real estate investors, don't know why they're doing what they're doing. I have the same problem with, uh, you know, many times we, we can similarly put our money in places and we don't know why we're putting our money in this 401k or why we're paying off our mortgage faster than we should or whatever. It's just a matter of not stopping to think about what our why is. And I really love how you articulated that uh, because, yeah, you, you know, there's an old quote, uh, nothing is more useless than making more efficient something that shouldn't be done at all. That's, yeah, I, I would, I would hundred percent agree with that. And, you know, when you think about the entrepreneurs that get involved in business or real estate or something, we all know that the odds are against them and the majority of people fail. And, and I, and I do a lot of coaching and mentoring and, and speaking around the world and I'll, I'll, one of my questions I'll ask people when it comes to real estate is, is, would we all agree that when you own a rental property, you own a business, you've got income, you have loss, you have laws, litigation, you have all the governing agencies, more governing agencies than anyone else watching you as the owner of this business. Do we all agree? And they raise their hand. I say, okay, so for a business to succeed, would we all agree that you need to have a successful business plan? Like if I went to a bank, and I wanted to borrow money on my, my pizza business, they would say, show me a business plan. Raise your hand if you have a business plan for your rental property business. And maybe, maybe one or two people will raise their hand. And then I'll say, do you understand why one out of three landlords are in a lawsuit and the majority of landlords out there will fail? Hmm. Everybody says you're a business except you. You know you're a business. You get it, you understand it, but you're not doing it. So the reason most people fail is not because you're not working hard, but maybe you're working hard in the wrong direction or you're not working on your right skill set. And we think that by being busy, we're being productive. And there is no correlation to hard work and success. I know we all think if you work hard, you will succeed. 
that's actually not proven. And, and if that was the case, people would go without sleep for days and days and days, but that doesn't make them more successful. So there's an, agree, an ingredient that's missing. And that, that's kind of what I've learned and what I profess. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever received, anyone's ever given you when it comes to investing in real estate or just the mindset of an entrepreneur? That, that's a good question. I, I've been, and I've been coached and trained by, by some of the best people, I would say, in the world uh, that I've had the honor of, of you know, having conversations with. And one gentleman in particular that, that did a lot of mentoring for me he said he gave us he gave us a lot of a lot of very very good advice but one of the best advices he gave us is he said steve i said well the, the question i asked him i said how do i how do i have what you have how do i like how do i have this lifestyle that you have this guy had a, he had a 31,000 square foot house in las vegas he's always with his family hanging out having a good time and i'm thinking man this is it's super smart just engage and involved involved in 10 or 11 businesses and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm working a lot harder than this guy. I said, what, what am I doing wrong? So we we're having a couple beers one night. And I said, how do I have, how do I do this? I feel like I'm missing something here. And he said, Steve, your question is the wrong question. And I am like, okay, well, what do you mean? He says, it's not what you have to do to have this. It's who you have to become to have this. He said, there's an equation called B times do equals have. A lot of people think that it's the do part. It's not the do. You have to become this person. You have to mentally, before you do anything else, he said, this is just math. This is just action. This is just action sequentially done over and over again. That's the easy part. Figuring it out and becoming that person is the key. And so that was, to me, very profound. And, and, it, and it's still to this day. He said, listen, whatever got you here in life to sitting next to me and having this conversation is not going to get you to the next level. He said, so don't think that just because where you are today, you are going to get to where you want to go. You have to change who you are again. You always have to metamorphose into another person to keep becoming better. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, you never stay the same. He said, you will either get better or you will get worse. He said, you will never stay stagnant. He goes in for you to think that I'm at a good plateau. I'll stay here. A lot of us as entrepreneurs are like, you know what? I'm comfortable here. I'll be okay. And that's how I was in the airline industry. I got hired as an airline pilot. I thought, you know what? I'm good. Well, unfortunately, life happens around you. And sometimes life will dictate whether you're really good or not. And it was very quick to teach me that lesson that just because I had, I didn't, you know, 9-11 happened. I didn't do anything to cause anything, but I was, a, will say, a victim of it, and I had a decision to make. I can either be a victim or I can be a victor, and I have a choice to make to say, okay, you know what? Yes, it sucks. I didn't do it. I didn't cause it, but now my livelihood and my life is affected by it, so hmm. what am I going to do? And those, that, to me, was the most profound thing I think I've ever learned. Wow, I love that. You know, I heard once... It said, you know, you are perfectly designed to achieve the results you're currently achieving. Yeah. You know, so if you want to change your results, you got to change your design. You know, wake up an hour earlier if you have to. You know, who are you going to be the, the person you want to see on the outside? You have to become someone different on the inside. And I love the idea of, you know, universal atrophy is a constant in, in nature, you know. 
things yeah. fall apart, you know? So what are we doing to, to improve ourselves, to become a better version? Uh, yeah. Steve, as we wrap up this interview, I want to kind of bring it down the ladder a little bit because this is awesome stuff. And you're right. We have to start with the mindset first. But you have some particular real estate strategies you recommend as well. Uh, so bring it on down for us. What are you doing when it's time to like put pen to paper, get that business plan in, in place and actually start doing stuff? So the B part, we got that. What does the do look like for Steve? Yeah, so for me, and, and, and understand that the do part is different for everyone because mm -hmm. a deal for me could be a different deal for someone else. And so what I, what I suggest to people is, when you're looking at a deal, let's say let's say it's a buy and hold piece of property, you know, make sure that you really you got to you got to separate the the noise. You got to reduce the noise around you and say, okay, is it my ego talking or are the numbers talking in this deal? So a lot of times when I say that, a lot of people may look at a deal and they may say, hey, this is a ten percent cash on cash return deal, and this is not a good deal because I can get twenty percent. And my question is, is does this align with your goals or does it not? That's the bigger question. And so I would be willing to take a deal that's lower on cash on cash return because it's going up in value for the next 30 years, much higher than a different property that's a higher cash flow property. So don't, my, my advice is make sure that whatever deal you want that you're looking at, make sure that it aligns with your goals and it's part of your strategy. After that, you can ask questions of experts of someone like me, but that's like, you asking me directions and I, my question is, well, where are you going, Mark? And you go, I don't know. I'm just driving on the freeway. And I'm going to say, well, I can't give you directions. So it's hard for me to give someone advice on a perfect deal unless I know where you're going, because I can, I could give you a deal that goes bankrupt and you go, wow, I didn't have the, I didn't have the money to go negative on this, you know, high rise in San Francisco. I would have said, well, it's going to go up $2 million in 10 years. And you would have said, yeah, but I don't have the ability to go negative that long. So it, I, I think you just always have to compare every deal to what matches you and what matches your final destination and always bounce it off of that. Whenever you're unsure, ask yourself that question, is this taking me closer to my goal or is this taking me further away? And that, that's the, the plain advice that I would give to people without knowing their specific situation. Very cool. You're right. Again, it comes back to the why first. Um, what would you want to leave our listeners with as you sort of think through the landscape of where real estate is headed? Sure. You know more than many of us uh, sort of what's happening in your space. Uh, and do you primarily work in your region, uh, Houston area? Uh, no, I, I work all over the country and I, I do mentoring and coaching and, and, you know, people go to my website, they can learn about that. It's all, I do it for free actually, because I, I love giving back to people. Very accessible. But what I would say is in the next 12 to 18 months, I firmly believe there will be more wealth and millionaires created in real estate than have in the last 10 years, because this is going, we're going into winter months. And for those of you that have done your mental homework and you are very focused and intentional on what you want, these types of deals are going to present themselves when you're ready and you see them. So my advice to anybody is start sharpening your mental axe before you start swinging it and make sure you can identify what is a good deal, what identifies with you. And that way, when you know that deals in front of you, you can start swinging because there is going to be a lot of great deals in real estate as long as it aligns with your goals and your strategies. Don't just buy to buy, buy with intention, buy with focus and buy so that it is aligned towards your end goal. And that, that's the advice that I would give to people. 
So tell us about Mind Property Management. Tell us about steverosenberg.com and also the free resource that you want to leave with our listeners. Sure. So Mind Property Management, uh, we're in 16 regions around the country, uh, some of the most investable regions around the country. And our goal is to basically help people grow their portfolio and manage their net worth and their, their real estate portfolio as hands-off as possible. And so if you think of Uber for the car industry, Mind is basically trying to do the same concept for the property management industry. And when you think about it, it's a pretty simple concept, right? It's just a matter of how do you do it? And you get enough smart people in a room with technology, anything can be done, right? And so Mind is on the forefront of that. And so they do a very, very good job. If anybody wants to, to know, they can go to mynd.co. So it's mind.co. And uh, they can look up all the information. I do a lot of videos and all the educational stuff, but they're very big into helping you grow your portfolio. Um, as for my website, steverosenberg.com, um, on there, I just I have a lot of resources. I give it away. Uh, I give as much away as I can. I do a free mastermind on Mondays. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with an uh, organization called Bigger Pockets, and, and everything I do is free. I, I, I produce as much as I can for free. I have a book. Uh, building an empire, failing my way to millions. This is actually my story. Uh, if somebody goes to my website and they join our mastermind, I will send them a free copy, a signed copy if they'd like. Uh, I'll send one your way, Mark. But uh, you know, to me, this is, this is the true essence of entrepreneurship and giving back. And the biggest challenge people have is they push things off to someday and they don't take action. So I give everything for free so that there's no reason you cannot take action. And, you know, if you follow me on, on Instagram or Facebook or social media, you'll see I'm a very action-oriented person. I travel the world. I'm very, I'm very outward-facing because I have mistakes. I have problems. I have challenges like everybody else. But the one, the one advice that I would leave everyone with is what was given to me when we were building our business is fail often, fail fast. And the faster you fail, the faster you get up and you stop realizing that it's not a one-time thing. It's common, but it's part of the process and it's part of the growth uh, that we're all going to endure. Well said, Steve. It sounds like you've really taken the lessons of uh, childhood dinner to heart and you've been able to have that you know, uh, on your own night or whatever, uh, where you're bringing it all and you're putting that plate together. It's your responsibility yeah. to bring the best meal possible. And not only are you feeding yourself now, but you're feeding your audience as well, the, the many people who listen and follow along with you. So yes. Steve, thank you for your great work and thank you for contributing today. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on today. So thank you, Steve, again for coming on our show today. And as we wrap up today, I want to just make a quick mention, uh, maybe a reminder, maybe an eye-opener to some of you guys. Wait a minute. Are you saying you don't know that we have a YouTube channel? That's right. We've got special content we don't release anywhere else and we put it right on that YouTube channel and you don't know about it, now's your chance. Make sure that you, you know, you got to see it to believe it with this YouTube channel and be sure to like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube so you don't miss anything. The way to find that channel is to either go to our show notes where we'll have our link or you just go to youtube.com, type in not your average financial podcast and you'll find it right there. So again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. 
This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.